Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, we are back in action. We are back in action after probably one of the most, if not the most eventful weekend we'll have all year. Or of this decade. Of this decade, for certain, for certain. I think we should just start from the top. First of all, if yeah. you're new to the Energize show. Welcome. And if you're a turning Energize listener. Welcome back. Welcome back to this beautiful, crisp Monday morning. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful Monday morning. We're actually recording the show earlier in the day. Yeah. Not that that's any relevance to anyone listening or watching. It is, man, because they're watching this live. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, the show will probably be out earlier. It'll be out on Monday, actually, which is yeah. different, which yeah. is nice as well. Yeah. So, look, we didn't want you to have to wait any longer. Conor McGregor came back, so we're coming back at you earlier. We're giving you our reaction to UFC 246, and this video is already longer than the Conor McGregor fight. That's that's very, very true. Uh, we're going to be discussing all the crack, and also we're going to be looking at the football news as well. We are indeed, we are yeah. indeed. Um, it's going to be a good one. Make sure to subscribe if you're if you're new to the show as well, because uh, there's a lot of stuff about to go down. Uh, Ross, last week we actually put out a couple of videos, and then we were actually also shouted out by Versatile as well, so uh, cheers, lads. Yeah, that, that actually is quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. The, the old uh, outburst lads, Versatile, they're absolute legends. Yeah. Uh, Congrats again, Casper Walsh getting engaged. Yeah. I think Alex is going to have to get down to one knee now just to like, you know, match him. Outdo him. Yeah. Outdo him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, Ross, it's UFC 246. We both stayed up and managed to watch the fight. Um, it was actually a slog, wasn't it? It's mad how like you stay away for all them sort of fights and none of them were great. And then it gets to the main event and it was 40 yeah. seconds long. Did, were you impressed with any fight bar that last fight? Uh, I was impressed in the heavyweight fight, your man, only Enoch with the choke from the ground. Yeah, he, he he's like incredible. I think him and then, oh, uh, Carlos Diego. Oh, oh yeah, actually, impressed yeah. him. Like he like yeah. just beat up Pettis for like seven minutes. And then that Tim Elliott fight was uh, impressive. Me and Barry yeah. are always very impressed when people are really good at blocking uh, punches with their face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it reminded us uh, like of like bare knuckle boxing in a way. Yeah. And uh, Ross said, Elliot should now take on uh, Jason Knight. Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Would you watch it? Yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, first of all, Barry, before we actually get into the, obviously the main event, which is what people yeah. are actually interested in, do you think UFC is after turn like almost boss box next esque that they can put McGregor on top of the card and then like they can actually put dirt underneath the card and then everyone just like watch it anyway? Yeah, because like if you look at even the people that were there watching in attendance, like there was like Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, Tyson Fury, um, Dana White, Dana White. <laughs> no, but like even like all the fighters made sure they were there. Uh, yeah, Usman, Masvidal, uh, Uriah Faber was there. Like I was like, Jesus, man, everyone's in Vegas this weekend. And then Baz, yeah. was, you were like, people are in Vegas every weekend, man. And I was like, yeah, people are like in January. It's like impressive. Yeah, because you know I, mean? like, I don't think Dana White would be able to like pay. Tom Brady just to fly out and go to that, you know? Like, these people no, are there by their own. I don't think Tom desire. Brady paid for his ticket, even though, like, you'd 100% yeah. afford him. Yeah, true, yeah. Yeah, but it's gotten beyond that now. People want to see Conor McGregor. I went on to all their Instagram stories. Yeah, but, like, LeBron after. James tweeted laughter as well. LeBron James, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Cristiano Ronaldo was watching as well because, like, he's a big McGregor fan as well. Yeah. Like, in fairness, he yeah. like, draws in all the stars. That's the thing because in the lead up to this, people were saying, oh, it's not really being talked about or. Are people really going to tune in? And then everyone did tune in. Yeah, it, it, it's he just brings such superstardom to it. And even like before the fight, 
like Megan Levy did some video. She probably did it a day or two beforehand. But it was like showing them on the Forbes list. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no other like UFC star they go the Forbes list. And also it makes like Dana White's argument of him like fight or pay and stuff like that. Been like Conor McGregor was the fourth best paid pl- uh, person in sports two years ago. So like yeah, you know what I mean you, you have to sort of shoot your shot when it comes to that. Yeah, remember it came up in 2019 and it said he earned like over 40 million. And then Ross was like, yeah, he fucking beat that year. And I was like, I think he fucking beat him like October 2018. And we look back, he actually didn't fight in 2019. Yeah. Still made over $40 million. Yeah, he was the 22nd best paid sports star in 2019 for not fighting. Yeah, man. It's incredible really, isn't it? It's it's mind-blowing stuff, man, to be honest, yeah. Yeah, and then I suppose we should look into the actual fight. Yeah, itself. but maybe go a bit into the... The build-up, because the build-up actually lasted longer than the fight. Oh, well, 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 when I say get into the fight, I mean, like, from the walkouts onwards. Oh, no, I was yeah. talking about, like, press conferences and stuff. All right, yeah, you want to talk about that? Yeah, like, I mean... Why not? Like, in the build-up to it, we were like, what sort of Connor's going to come out? Like, obviously, he was, like, really relaxed, like, shook hands with Cowboy. The two of them were almost best friends. Yeah, Cowboy Jack was slick, wasn't it? Python. Yeah, the Python Jack yeah. with the hat. Although, whatever with the Lloyd worked in that press conference, you said to me, is like, you can't actually see Cowboy's face, yeah. which was actually not very good. Yeah, because, like, to the average fan, they wouldn't really know who Cowboy is. So yeah. they would be like, who is this mysterious guy? Yeah, I, I was asked a lot during the week, been like, who's your man who he's fighting? I was like, I was like, oh, it's Cowboy Cerrone. And they were like, or Don Cerrone, his nickname's the Cowboy. Yeah. And they were like, is he any good or what? They were like, he's 37. <laughs> and I was like, well, he's got like the most wins in UFC history, the most bonuses in UFC history, and he's got like the most head kick knockouts in UFC history. And they're like, "All oh, right, I thought he was fighting some absolutely washed up fella." And like uh, after watching the fight, they're gonna be like, "You told me that fella wasn't washed up." Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Kale is like the man, and it just—I don't know—he's notoriously known for being a slow starter. Yeah. Uh, I think I was watching Chelsea on him and go, my one advice for Cowboy Cerrone would be to be going into round three in that first round when you walk out the octagon and do two rounds backstage. Yeah, yeah get warmed up. Yeah, but obviously he uh, didn't. Uh, in terms of the press conferences, what should make McGregor be nice to Cerrone? I know. This He's was... like very complimentary to him. You know what I mean? He was like, oh, Donald's yeah. brilliant. I tell you, something's after happening to Conor over the last while. He's after turning a new leaf. Finding God. Yeah, finding God maybe, yeah. But Tony Robbins as well. He was actually in. He was there in attendance as well. But he was there afterwards to see him in the, in the Oscar. How could you not see that? How could you not massive? see him? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like Shaquille O'Neal almost. He's almost as big as him. But uh, it was it was strange seeing Conor like this. He was just like almost. I, I I didn't know if he needed to be like fired up in order to go out and kill someone, or he was too relaxed that I didn't like we. It was. We couldn't gauge what sort of Conor we were going to get because this was a brand new one so therefore you're probably going to see a brand new one in the octagon. I think Conor learned that he went into that Khabib fight and he, he carried his emotions in with him and he had such a detest for Khabib that it didn't actually work out in his favour. The best Conor is always the cool, calm and collected Conor. Like if you look at the Conor that beat Aldo, the Conor that beat Alvarez, look how like relaxed he was in the octagon. Yeah. Like he hated Khabib. He wanted to go in there and smash him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it didn't actually work out in his favour. You could also see that, you know, the way he was carrying himself, the way he was talking, he was so much more clear-headed. And, like, he wasn't, you know, when he was fighting Khabib, like, every third word that came out of his mouth was proper 12 whiskey. Yeah. And, like, this time around, like, you might mention at the start, mention at the end, and that's about it. So, he really had a nice dance partner in Cerrone. Cerrone had no interest in trying to, like, 
insult McGregor either. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he knew that like McGregor picked him to be his dance partner, and he was gonna make more money than he never made ever off a fight. So like Cerrone was always gonna be happy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the thing is as well, Connor with the time off now he now he's back obviously, but he he like everything he had going on in the background, he had that sort of done. As in, like he like promoted proper twelve so much. That's done yeah. now. It's like right the new, the next chapter, really. You know. Yeah, and McGregor said himself, he got complacent. He yeah was drinking like uh, all the time, and like he go to train one day and then go on the piss for three days. You know what I mean? Yeah. He people people were so excited to have him back, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Like I I never seen so many people on ESPN who don't know what they're talking about talking about. Yeah. It was. <laughs> actually frightened see yeah. me and Barry were like, threw it on I think it was like 11 o'clock and obviously the fight didn't happen until half five in the morning and there was these two yeah. guys on one fella was so stiff and he was sitting there and like he was telling didn't know what he was talking about and then there was another fella like 100% reading off the teleprompter yeah. which is like fine to do when you can do it with a bit of confidence but they just didn't have a clue you can just yeah. tell when someone's sitting there and they don't have a breeze what they're on about I think, it, I think it's even more obvious when you never see these guys ever right and yeah. then all of a sudden Conor McGregor's fighting they're like breaking stuff down you're like where were you last month for whatever event was on you know yeah it's absolutely insane it's like this is the first UFC event I've ever watched <laughs> <laughs> yeehaw yeah here to see Dan Bazarian lost a million dollars on betting on Cowboy uh, yeah I'm sure he's gonna miss that isn't he oh no yeah but I was like serves him right <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we should probably get into the fight then really yeah. shouldn't we man yeah well actually you know what I just want to say, uh, say I think a lot of people were like questioning like McGregor's drawing power and stuff like that after the Khabib fight and they were like oh he's lost he hasn't won a fight since 2016 which is like true but also like it's not exactly accurate to say he hasn't like really been fighting since 2016 yeah. he fought Floyd Mayweather the greatest boxer of all time and he fought Khabib he was undefeated in MMA uh, also like in fairness McGregor has the same opportunity to do all the hard training that Khabib does but like Khabib like religiously has never drank um, McGregor just released new whiskey, so like it was, it was yeah. that was always going to like go against McGregor. I wasn't going to like favor him anyway. Yeah. Um, although most people, when they have a few whiskeys, think they're a better fighter. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> like sometimes I, I feel like people like have forgotten how good McGregor's performances were in previous fights because uh, me and Barry were discussing them before the fight, and we're like, oh, what do you think McGregor's three best performances are? And like we both agree that like his performance against Eddie Alvarez is like the greatest title fight performance of all time. Yeah. Then obviously the Jose Aldo one like has to be second, and I think we sort of had Poirier third. I think you said Seaver because you <laughs> love that fight. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he he just has so so many standout performances, and um, like even my sister and my dad asked about the fight, and like they never like watch any fights yeah. and then like the video was it was because it was only 40 seconds it was like long enough to be like a you an, ins- an instagram, instagram yeah, yeah. yeah an instagram. Oh, oh, that's what happened jade's dad was like yeah. oh i saw you won the fight and i was like do you want to see the fight and he was like i was like oh it was like we don't have that channel i was like no you can watch it on instagram it's fine don't worry yeah uh, there you go yeah and, but, but like my sister and my dad were so baffled how cowboy charlie didn't even hit him yeah it was crazy and i think conor mcgregor threw 20 strikes and landed 19 he missed the first one that, see that's the thing right people be like oh you're up to his ass or you're saying he's that good and he's not but it's like we watch hundreds of fights yeah we've seen about it's not thousands, uh, yeah, thousands. that's what I mean and just, no like, one else does out. that he stands out no one else does that no like as much as if you want to like him or not want to like him 
No one else does that. No, it, it's abs- it was an absolute incredible performance. And, and that's why he's that big of a superstar. Yeah. And like Don Cerrone, he was like, he obviously was hyping himself up for the fight. He was like, he was like, people can't say I win the big one. Well, here's the biggest one of all. And let's see if I can win this. He could have been like the next Nate Diaz. Yeah. Unbel- like, like there was a lot to win. And also, I think another thing going into that was they were saying that McGregor like lost a lot of his Irish backing, but there seemed to be a lot of Irish people over in Vegas for him as well. Like yeah. the, I saw multiple Irish rugby jerseys over there. The Irish flags were flying. Some fella had an Irish flag so big, I was like, how's he getting that into the stadium? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it, it was that big. And then the weigh-ins, like it was another like one of those things where you take the picture from behind McGregor and you're like, fucking hell, that yeah. looks like more people than are going to go to the fight tomorrow night. Yeah. And I suppose when they came out, right? Cowboys sort of came out, whatever. First of all, I think we both agreed. We thought his t-shirt was shit. Didn't we? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's very basic. Yeah, very it basic. was. It was. It was almost like a fan made. You know, the Rock is Bram Ball. It was almost like was, that yeah. sort of uh, uh, t-shirt. He came out, whatever. Um, got in the octagon, and then then when McGregor came out, like I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know how this is gonna go. Like I, I wasn't feeling too confident about it, and then I saw him come out. Without any top on, and he was like ready to get into the octagon, go straight away. Yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think that was like, he, oh, I'm absolutely ready, or yeah, w- yeah? Do you think he like he'd done his warm up in the back, and he was like, I'm getting in here, and it's go time. Yeah. I I, I think Cerrone should have realized when he came with no t-shirt on, he was like, he's coming for me from like the bell. Yeah. But yeah. Myself and Ross also noticed that most of the time for the last few fights Connor's been in, he tends to come out first. So all the the lights and the people chanting and everything like tends to be missed by the the fighter coming out, you know. Whereas Cowboy Strong is waiting for Connor to enter the octagon, so like that's probably going to put more pressure on yeah. you. And then the nerves are going to like nerves, really build yeah. up in uh, Cerrone. Also, it must be really weird. I, I don't think people actually think about this, but they're fighting in America, and when you're the American and you're getting out cheered by someone else, that must be a weird feeling. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like. He's he's there like yeehaw, Mister America Cowboy, and yeah. then McGregor comes out and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And, and like, also Cowboy most of the time would be the fans' favorite as well. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think Cowboy's probably ever been booed in his yeah, life. Yeah. So McGregor comes out and um, walks into the cage. They bring them over. The the ref steps in. They touch laws, and I actually McGregor runs across the cage, throws a sort of heavy left hand. Cowboy ducks And I'm almost like I think he actually Hit him with his hip But I actually thought He was trying to do The Masvidal knee At one stage Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like Is he trying to do The Masvidal knee And then call him Masvidal Because like I was I was wondering And Then They clinch up And McGregor Boom Shoulder Boom Shoulder I, I, I think we're both Sitting there going I was like Oh that actually looks quite sore But then yeah. After you see them Like break You're like Fuck He's hurt. And yeah. then McGregor, bang, slap, head kick. Uh, yeah, well, Cerrone threw his head kick first and then missed. Do you think that was like Cerrone's like Hail Mary? He was like, um, um bollocks here, head kick, yeah. Man, missed. It, it, also ha- it all happened so fast and I was just like, I, I thought it was going to start slow. I don't know why. I just, but like, I don't know why I thought that. I thought it would be like, right, try and gauge stuff. Like, well, I really thought the line. was like, sort of looking for five minutes of like octagon time. Yeah, same here. That's, uh, that's, just didn't take it. That's the thing, man. He like he but like he, everything you expect. He doesn't do it. Like he said, he didn't do the Billy the, the Billy strut because everyone thought he was gonna do it, so he didn't do it. Like everything you think he's gonna do, he does the opposite. It's, oh, he's a mind fuck, man. It's incredible. And then he, even like his shots on the ground, they were so like selected. Yeah. There was no because a lot of people like 
they, you know, see your opponent's rocked and they go berserker on them. You know what I mean? And they just like throw their hands as fast as possible. Like at half time, they miss everything. His shots are so accurate. Yeah. Like it's very hard to understand this, but when you throw 20 strikes in a fight, and if you will land 19 of them, like that is unheard of. You know what I mean? Like, I for you look at someone like Tyson Fury, and if he walks out of fighting Deontay Wilder with over forty percent of his strikes landed, like he's more than likely like the landslide won the fight. Yeah, I know. Like ninety five percent of strikes landed. I don't know. Like I know. Like myself, and Ross, were pl- like we're almost going to do a, a live video on this um, on the night, like a fight companion, and then we really like it would have taken away what we were going to do today. But like it's we're better off like taking that day and like. And it, really analyze them, yeah, like, yeah, you know. But in fairness, we might do a, a fight companion going forward. Yeah. We haven't read really soil, yeah. but let us know. We'll see, let us know if you think we should. Yeah, but look, McGregor won. Um, that's all she wrote. I think <laughs> most people were in shock. I was like, I didn't, I didn't really know how to rate the performance. It was, it was so good, and I was so like blown away. Yeah, me and Ross good, were shocked, man. By how good he looked at one seventy as well. Yeah, because McGregor. Sort of said, I, I had a fry this morning and they made weight. And Cerrone obviously had to cut a bit of weight. Of, not a lot now. 90% of welterweights cut a lot more. And yeah. He came in there and he made a, sh- made a show of Cerrone. Yeah. And I don't really like saying that because I like Cowboy. First time Cowboy has ever not uh, landed a strike in his fight, fighting career. There you have it. Uh, Cerrone, he didn't get a chance. He didn't. No. Oh, th- th- like I'm still blown away by that performance for us. We watch so many fights, and no one goes in and like just starches people the way Connor does it. No, and he's special. Like no matter what you say, whether whether I know uh, if you couldn't tell, Ross is obviously Irish wearing an Irish stuff. But I mean, it doesn't matter if like he was English, Welsh, or like American. No, no it doesn't matter that he's Irish. Like, yeah, he's just he's like such a character. He's special, like and he like, draws if, the, the, if, the, if Darren Till <laughs> actually went in and like batter people the way McGregor batters people every yeah. single time, yeah, we'd be sitting here going, Darren Till is incredible. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It, yeah. Like he just happens. To Not even Irish. John Jones does this stuff, and no. he's meant to be the best ever. Yeah, John Jones, like if John Jones is only like short and knockout power, and then like he'd have it all. Well, also it doesn't help. He's like snorting cocaine and running over pregnant women. Um, oh, John Jones. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. It was it was an insane performance. He got on the mic. He was actually quite humble on the mic afterwards. Yeah. Um. I expected maybe a little bit of something, but I I, I think the real question is where does he actually go from here? You know what I mean? Jorge yeah. Masvidal was obviously in the crowd. He was wearing a Versace dressing gown that McGregor had previously worn. Yeah. Obviously, that was like trying to get him to take the fight. Usman was sitting in the front row. Uh, apparently, there was loads of tweets that went out on Usman's account. Uh, before the fight, yeah. Dana White had to go into the locker room. Like his account was hacked. His account was hacked. And McGregor's smart than that. He knows Ali Abdulaziz, who was also Khabib's manager, was like yeah. sending out tweets. I think it's actually like pathetic to say it was, it was yeah. hacked. Like he should be like, yeah. boy, said that. Man, this is per- like this was planned. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Obviously, uh, Ali Abdulaziz is like. Well, yeah, Usman the fight because like yeah. he could get all the money. Yeah, because you know what? Like I don't think Usman Usman obviously doesn't hate McGregor enough to put out them disgusting yeah, tweets. But, but Ali Abdul Aziz is it's like yeah. I'll fucking do it. Yeah. Also, like I don't think Usman's actually a bad guy. I think, no, he's, just, I think he's actually a really nice guy, and yeah. that's one of his biggest problems. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He seems like very humble. Yeah. Like look when he beat Woodley, like his granny was over there, like hugging 
Woodley and stuff. You know what I mean? He's not actually a bad guy. But I think anyone who brings their granny to the fight is not a bad guy. Yeah. Cowboy <laughs> brings yeah. his granny into the octagon as well. That, that was mad. Like, and then Connor like, gave her great praise as well. He was like, yeah. ah, she, she's a mad woman. She, she's like known in the sport now for yeah. being there. Tom Brady then followed her on Instagram. Yeah. Ask Cowboy Cerrone granny <laughs> <laughs> underscore. Yeah. yeah but man, I'm, I'm so proud of that situation there and the, the way like I feel like Connor's like a new man now and um, like obviously let, like the proof's in the pudding let's see what happens but I mean it's like it puts such a nice spin on on the, this new decade of MMA and like uh, there's, there's now who knows what happens if he fights could be even next uh, but uh, it's, it's just a, a brilliant start to the decade and the year just uh, the com- like the, the sportsmanship was brilliant but as you said let's find out let's let's break down who we think could be the next opponent because Connor said in the post-fight interview with Eric Hilwani that he will fight again before the summer. He's like, maybe, uh, probably, uh, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, yes, I will fight again before the summer. There, there we have it. He's come out and said he wants to be very, very active this year. Um, maybe yeah. I'll, I'll list out um, five opponents for him Barry's fight next. You can sort of pick one and tell me okay. why you should fight that and then I'll pick one and tell you why you should fight them. So we have Khabib or Tony Ferguson, right? If one of them pulls out. Yeah. When are they fighting in April? Yeah. Okay. Justin Gaethje, Jorge Masvidal, Kamaru Usman, and Nate Diaz. I think, like, I think you're forgetting one. Who? Max Holloway. Max Holloway. Well, you want to say Max Holloway, you say Max Holloway. Yeah. And also, I, I, like, I don't want to put like everyone on the list, but Poirier was being talked about fighting him as well. Yeah. But do, do you know what? I'll, I'll debunk Poirier because he's already fought Khabib next, uh, la, last time. So if he was to fight Connor, that'd be Connor, then the next fight. But I have yeah, to be he's against not Khabib. Khabib, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Also, he's, he's fought uh, Tony Ferguson before as well, I think. Not sure Back about in the that. day, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, actually. Maybe he hasn't. Though. Okay. Well, then we may as well move on to Max Holloway then. All right, you want to start Max Holloway? Yeah. Start Max Holloway. Tell me why would Connor McGregor fight Max Holloway? Because when he did originally fight Max Holloway, Years ago, remember he, he he beat him by decision, and yeah. then he wrecked his knee, and then he was out for like a year, close to a year. Yeah. I think like Max Holloway now, he's after losing the Volkanovski. Connor really, as we've seen here, Connor needs to be like really like in, want to get up at, the, at that early in the morning to fight. I don't think someone like Gaethje is really gonna like make him do it. I think someone like Max Holloway, he's like right, I really want to beat him. Max Holloway is also a great name. He's like. Known as the greatest featherweight champion ever, Connor beat him. Connor would like to like prove that again. I think it'd be a one fifty five. I don't think it'd be a one seventy, but I think like Max, Max Holloway is definitely probably ahead of Kamara Usman to to get that fight. Do you think if he actually fought Max Holloway, he'd actually ask Max Holloway to fight at one seventy? Because if he actually fought Max Holloway at one seventy, I'd favor McGregor far more, just because Holloway would have to put on so much weight that he'd probably actually be less fit. No, no, I think it could be Max Holloway versus Conor McGregor, 155 pounds. The winner then takes on Khabib or uh, Tony Ferguson for the title. That's what I could see happening more because he said that Masvidal just looked like a tick wearing his old robe. He was like, what's the story with that? And then, like, Kamara Usman, I don't, like, I don't think Conor's... Kamara Usman's name isn't big enough for him. I know he has the belt, but it, I think Masvidal would happen before Usman. You know? But, like, so let me know what you think, anyway. Um... Before I answer everything. <laughs> well, look, that, you, you're allowed to have your opinion on it, and I'll have mine. Um, <clears throat> I think the Usman fight is actually more on the table now than before the Stroni fight, just because 
McGregor went up to 170 and finished Cowboy in 40 seconds. No one's finished Cowboy that fast in a yeah. fight ever. Also, Dana White like just got proven he was wrong that McGregor can't fight at 170. He just went in there and walked through Cerrone. I know. I think the Masvidal fight could be on the table. I think if anyone could actually entice McGregor into a fight by a bit of verbal sparring, I think Masvidal is the one to actually do it. Uh, yeah. Nate Diaz is also uh, available. He could fight him. The trilogy is always going to be an absolutely massive fight. I think I'd favour Conor McGregor more now than ever after watching the, their, both their last fight. Um, Justin Gaethje is a very, very interesting one. I actually think that's the easiest fight for McGregor. Yeah. Justin Gaethje's proved like how hittable he is. Yeah. And I think McGregor would be able to beat him in under two minutes as well. Yeah. Uh, I could see the way like Gaethje gets hit and then gets rocked, but then comes back and wins. Yeah, I but- think when you get rocked by Conor McGregor... That's it. Yeah. It's game over. Yeah, like. but uh, yeah, but I don't. Th- I don't think Gaethje is like a big enough name for him to really want to get in there. Well, and also, he wasn't at the event. Oh, I, I'm fully aware that Gaethje yeah. wasn't at the event. I just <laughs> he was up for, in the bleachers. <laughs> well, I, I, I just more so think for staying active and then like everyone being like, you ducked Gaethje, you ducked Gaethje. McGregor might just go, you know what? I'll just knock Gaethje out as well. Yeah, but I don't think people would be like, oh, you duck Gaethje if he takes on Holloway. You know. And Holloway's coming off a loss as well. Yeah, Two but losses. Yeah, but I think with McGregor, they're always going to say, oh, you should have fought him instead. They're always going to say that, though. Yeah, no, Like, if he takes on Masvidal, they're going to be like, oh, you ducked Usman. Well, I think, I think no matter who he fights, people are going to criticize it. It's a, bit, it's a bit like when he was coming up the ranks. He was fighting yeah. everyone. They were like, you haven't fought a jiu-jitsu guy. Knocked out Brando. Yeah. You haven't fought a wrestler. Knocks out Chad Mendes. You haven't fought a top fiver. Knocks out Poirier. It's like, you haven't beat Aldo beats him in 13 yeah. seconds well the, the thing is he's going to pick one that the fans want mm. the, uh, the fans are like if you put if you put a poll out now I don't think he's going to get a hold of loads of people clamouring for a gaiji maybe we'll put about and people know Max Holloway we'll put out a poll on uh, Instagram stories we, you know n- not one of those vote polls but like, the right answer ones and then because I think you can just still see the percentage if that makes sense it doesn't yeah. matter what the right answer is Pulling them out. I hate the way they can't. You can't do that properly. Like, you can't do a four-person yeah, poll on Twitter. You can. Yeah, it's, it's but, better, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. Tweet us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So what? What are you thinking now? This, this is what the people at home are sort of thinking. What do you think's next? Because he still, he still wants to be ready for the possibility of fighting uh, Khabib, like Khabib, or Tony Ferguson. If one of them drops out. I throw, I, I randomly enough just like the Gagey fight. You know, I, I think right. like I don't, I don't not like that. No, but I, I think it's like. In terms of actually stylistically, it's like a friendly fight. They yeah. both knock people out, and it, it sort of keeps, you know, it keeps McGregor at the top of the 155 pound food chain. Yeah, but if, if you're also looking at Masvidal as well, that fight, like, if Masvidal, like Masvidal is going to have to take on Usman if McGregor picks someone else, right? Yeah. If Masvidal loses to Usman, that's it, gone. Oh, 100 Like, Masvidal is just no longer relevant then. Masvidal, Masvidal would almost be better off trying to, like, coerce Nick Diaz into a fight. Yeah. That, but that's what I mean. Like, it, do, do you go for the strike while the iron's hot? Like, while Masvidal is still sort of relevant. Oh, I think the like the longer months go on, the less relevant Masvidal is. You know that? Yeah. And also, if Masvidal loses to Usman, then Usman's the bad motherfucker as well. Then technically, yeah. you know. Yeah. True. Yeah. So true. so then what are we narrowing it down to? I don't think Usman's next because because McGregor doesn't want to fight someone who fights the same way he sort of could be Eve to can I know Usman's like oh it can stand and bang but like it's like the Conor McGregor lottery isn't it it's like yeah. it's oh like, man it's they like, all it's want like, the... it's like roll the drum it's like 
<laughs> and the winner is. Yeah, yeah. They all want it. They all want it. Yeah, they they do. They all they all do want it. They oh. all they all are saying his name. Okay, so let's see, right? Give us a. T- we're gonna go. Joe, we're both gonna do. We're gonna go in order one, two, and three. Who do you think he's gonna fight? Not in like he's gonna fight him, him, then him, but like in who, pref- in like most likely. We're most not saying, likely. We're not yeah. saying our preference. We're saying who we actually think he's yeah, gonna fight. Yeah, you can go first, right? All right. Uh, I think. Make sure you sit, sort of sit up a bit. Make it, so people oh. people know I'm not lying. Ross me his business now. Will be Justin Gaethje. Number two, Jorge Masvidal. Number three, Kamaro Usman. Okay, I'm going to go number one. That I think he's going to fight is Max Holloway. Number two, Masvidal. Number three, he fills in for Khabib versus Ferguson. No, it's also Justin Gaethje is also managed by Ali Abdulaziz. So I actually think that's my actually entice him to go in there and just knock the head off him. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let us know who you think Conor McGregor is going to fight next. Make sure to do it. Make sure okay. to do it. It's, it's actually like, I think that's what everyone wants to know, isn't it? Yeah. And like everyone, you know what? It's much more fun to actually speculate yeah. what's going to happen next than yeah. this, to know what's going to yeah. happen next and then give your opinion on it. That's it. That's it. And then it's like, Conor McGregor is fighting Brock Lesnar. It's like, damn it. But, uh, right. Anything else to say about that? Uh, no, I. I, I I also wouldn't, in fairness, I wouldn't be shocked if any of the five names come out of the hat. Yeah. And you <laughs> never know, you might just get yeah. someone absolutely left field as well. They might be like, do you remember the ultimate fighter? He's going to fight your Royal Faber. George St. Like, Pierre. George St. Pierre, who knows? <laughs> well, I know he's fought at 170. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like unbelievably shocked by it. Yeah. Bisping's come out of retirement. Bisping was dying to come out of retirement there. He was like, oh shit. He's like, I love to fight McGregor card. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh my god! You see, like this is the this is the brilliant thing for me and Ross doing this team. Like, obviously, going to the Bellator events and doing media stuff is like is brilliant. Like, and I absolutely love it. But like, when something really exciting happens, and then you're like, yes, this week we don't have to talk about UFC Russia card that no one knows who's fighting. I mean, you're really oh, like, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Volkov. But uh, yeah, th- uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe if you're enjoying this shit because this is like this is the, one of the main reasons why I do this shit. But uh, but I move on to this weekend. Yeah, you might as well just run through it. Yeah, okay, okay. This weekend is UFC Rally. It's in, on in the PNC Arena. It's being headlined by Curtis Razor Bla- Curtis Razorblades against Junior Singano dos Santos. Um, Ross, we may as well start at the main thing and then I'm going to scroll down through it. So uh, Curtis Blaze taking on Junior Dos Santos, Ross, in the heavyweight bout. Number Ooh. three versus number four. This could potentially be a heavyweight title. Eliminator. Yeah, yeah, eliminator, yeah. Uh, the only reason I think it might not be is just because Francis Ngannou is like waiting in the wings, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, here, look. Are they That's ever a gonna, scary guy, the way I, the wings. I think before we go any further, like, when the hell is Stipe versus Daniel Cormier going to be announced? Uh-huh. I don't care if it's announced for like UFC 253. Like, I just want that to be like, Right, that fight's happening. Yeah. Uh, this is a, this is you know the ultimate grappler versus striker matchup, isn't it? Dos yeah. Santos is former UFC heavyweight champion, probably the best box, pure boxing in the entire division. Yeah. Um, Curtis Blades probably the best takedown artist in the division. I know Daniel Cormier is probably technically a better wrestler, but in terms of shooting that double leg, Blades is absolutely brilliant at it. Yeah. And it all comes down to whether Dos Santos can keep him on the feet and land the big shot. Or whether Blades can take him down. I think it was sort of leaning towards the Santos beforehand. But I think Blades is going to be able to take him down. Hold him down. Ground and pound. Get the win. Yeah. I think the Santos are probably one of the closest people to be like Francis Ngannou. Ngannou beat Blades twice. 
So therefore, I'm just going to go with the Santos. Oh, I think we'll be able to knock him out early. Yeah, he so he looks a bit energized. Yeah, in in the last it's, couple of fights. it's the only it's the only really way to get it done against Blades, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And uh, then RDA Rafael dos Santos is going to fight Michael Chiesa. Um, Chiesa's actually looked pretty good at welterweight, but I think dos Santos. Unless you're actually going to win the belt, I don't think anyone beats dos Santos. Yeah. What do you think? I know Chiesa's going to have to try and get this this to the ground, and like dos Santos is a black belt as well, isn't he? Yeah. In fairness, I, I was sort of drinking the. Michael Chiesa Kool-Aid and then he fought Anthony Pettis and then Pettis just like beat him quite easily and yeah. that sort of made me go nah Chiesa's like not forever going to be yeah. ranked between 15 and 10 yeah at best yeah and then RDA is I think for the rest of his career is going to be ranked between like 7 and 3 yeah uh, Ross's Welsh counterpart Brett Johns is also fighting on the card against Tony Gravely yeah, it's, a, it's actually a shy card, isn't it? It's a shy card. But uh, there was actually a couple of fights announced for us during last week. Uh, Ad- Israel Adesanya is now taking on Yoel Romero. And also Tyron Woodley is taking on Leon Edwards. Yeah, two massive fights in uh, both divisions. Obviously, uh, Adesanya versus Romero was for the belt. It just goes to show you, like, Romero's... Or, sorry, Adesanya's character by willing to take on Romero. He's yeah. definitely the scariest fight in the division. And if, if you actually, like, view the people who've fought Romero like some of them like Tim Kennedy like basically like he was never the same and retired after fighting uh, Romero uh, look at Whitaker like Whitaker the, twice he's, he's, he's not the same whatsoever uh, Alessandro just went in there and like made a show of him give us another name um, who else fought him there Paulo Costa like broke his bicep you know what I mean like, no give, be- us, another, give us another one uh, Chris Boy but it's <laughs> like been knocked out in every fight ever since. I mean, everyone ever fights him, and like Leon Machida was like sent off to Bellator. Like it's almost like you retire after fighting Romero. Like your career is over. That's a feather in the cap. He, he like takes it out of you, and for whatever reason, I actually really fancy Romero to be able to beat Adesanya in this fight. I, I feel like Romero is so powerful and he's such a good wrestler. He actually will for once implement his wrestling. Let's see what happens. He uh, is a spider monkey. And then, as you said. uh which is the other fight you said? Leon Edwards against Tyron Woodley. Yeah, great fight headlining uh, the O2 Arena in March. Yeah. Look, this is Leon Edwards' like title shot, really. I mean, he wins this fight and he, he has to fight for the belt. He's next. off to the races, yeah. So, and also, it actually isn't a terrible thing for Leon Edwards if Usman versus Masvidal was announced because then if he beats Woodley, you win if Masvidal wins. It's yeah. like the grudge match versus Masvidal, and if Usman wins, he gets a chance to take back. I think it's, I think he's only lost twice in UFC, but it, it was last time he lost was was to Usman. So like, you know, it'd be a rematch. What do you think? What do you think they're gonna do with Usman? I know we were discussing the Connor situation, but like if that's off the cards, then oh, well, I think what they're gonna do with Usman pulls down to what they're gonna do with McGregor. Whether they're gonna do McGregor Masvidal yeah. or whether they're gonna do it's a trickle effect, yeah. Yeah, because now now that I think about it as well, I don't think. Masvidal like I don't think it's great for Dana White to put Masvidal against Usman well who knows well Usman needs someone that can actually sell a card you know yeah well I think it, I think it has to be Masvidal versus Usman just because after making this Leon Edwards fight because he was the only per- other person yeah. who could fight for the title yeah. it was either Masvidal or Edwards versus Usman and yeah. now you have and Masvidal U- has to strike while they aren't hot as well oh 100% yeah. but if you also look at it are they going to keep Usman on the sideline until June because Usman just fought and then He's not going to wait till March and then wait till June to actually fight the winner of that fight. 
Yeah. So he's, he, I think he's going to have to fight. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And then uh, this weekend as well, Bellator returns. Uh, it's going to be Bellator 238. It's being headlined by Julia Budd against Chris Cyborg, making a Bellator debut for the featherweight world title. Ross, Chris Cyborg's after she's coming off a defeat from Amanda Nunes, champ champ, and she's going in straight for a title fight. Yeah, uh, I think she'll be... Would she be the only person to ever hold the Strikeforce, Bellator, and UFC title? Say so. She probably will be, won't she? So I expect her to get the job done. Yeah. Also in the Featherweight World Grand Prix quarterfinal, Darian Caldwell is taking on Adam Borch. Adam Borch is actually undefeated. I actually think Adam Borch looks really, really good in the last uh, couple of fights. And uh, I don't know. I've seen Caldwell lose before, so therefore I know it's possible. Yeah. Uh, also on the card, Sergio Pettis making his Bellator debut. Uh, Juan Archuleta's on the card as well. Uh, unfortunately, Dylan Dennis was meant to be on the card, but he's not on it. But that would have been very interesting because uh, he br- brings a lot of uh, interest as well. Yeah, there's other brilliant fighters on the card, like Raymond Daniels on the card, Aaron Pico's on the card, um, AJ Asgram, is that how you say it? Yeah. He's an absolute judicial ju- ju- phenom. Um, he's in the card as well. So and As well as Anthony Preboy Taylor and UFC vet uh, Curtis Melinder. It's actually better than the UFC card. Yeah, it is. If you yeah. could actually just put the the main and co-main event of the UFC onto this Bellator card, like I'd actually stay up and watch it late. Yeah, name-wise, it's brilliant. It is, isn't it? Like, it just had... Yeah, but it is a bit one-sided. So. Oh, yeah, Bellator are notoriously known for doing that. Yeah. but no, uh, no, if, Notorious. If you're really enjoying the MMA shows, make sure to please do us a favour and subscribe. Definitely tell a friend because this year we're trying to like really, really grow the show. Uh, myself and Ross met up with a guy called Paul Fogarty who's in charge of one-hit management over the weekend. And uh, we were discussing things, what we should just do moving on into the future and all that sort of crack. And then, uh, so that's why in order to really grow the show like we need people that are actually enjoying the shows watching the shows make sure to like subscribe tell a friend I know like we ask you to do that but like in order to us to actually grow yeah if you love the yeah. show and want us yeah. want, to, want us to keep doing the show and do more shows if you like and subscribe yeah. it actually does help us do more shows yeah because we're trying to invest more in the product as well like we're, we're trying to get more mics so we can get more people on the show you know what I mean Ross's mom was like when am I coming on the show to talk about my soup that I make it's like we need to get another mic yeah woman judy good woman judy so now we're going to move in to the world of football yeah so so we're going to start off from the top over the weekend manchester united lost 2-0 to liverpool at anfield um this is going to be the topic of conversation like how many people going into work today are going to be like yeah you lost we beat you like how many people are going to stop (laughs) you know what it's gotten to a stage now where Liverpool are so good this season that yeah. they always win and Manchester United are so bad that we were expecting to lose. So therefore, yeah. it doesn't actually feel like... I feel, I feel like Man United have like rolled over and died and just went, here, look, it's fine. Liverpool are better. Uh, when, when I saw... Sorry. When I saw the team sheets coming out, I was like, oh my God, that United team is very, very defensive and not that good at all. And then I saw Liverpool's team, I was like, Typical. Best starting eleven like they could have out, bar if you sw- subbed in uh, Fabinho in for uh, Oxide Chamberlain, but like it's sort of like like for like. Yeah, but Chamberlain still played brilliantly yeah. in the game. Yeah, that that Liverpool squad is absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. if you, if you just look at it, like Allison's like incredible for them. Sometimes I'm like, he's gonna do some bogey, and then he just doesn't do anything yeah. bogey. He's so comfortable with the ball at his feet. Yeah. Uh, Trent Alexander Arnold's the best right back in the world. 
Robertson, you could even argue, was the best left back in the world. Yeah. Van Dijk's the best centre half in the world. He is like a Rolls Royce. I remember he did yeah. some turn. Uh, not even, not even bar the goal. Like mm. he, he just did some turn, and I was like, the confidence he has to do that. There's, there's so much confidence in that team that like everyone, it, it like can't wait to get in the ball and just pass it around. Whereas, you know, they're sort of like, oh shit, don't want to fuck it up, lads. Here, let's start at the corner, right? Virgil Van Dijk, the United actually started off okay uh, from the corner. Van Dijk was being marked by like Fred or Brandon Williams or Pereira at different stages throughout the game when yeah. we have Harry Maguire should just be like that's my man yeah but Z- Zola Markin isn't actually a good I don't I, no, I personally don't terrible. like Zola no have your man and that's it that, you know I mean that's, and then you actually take ownership over it it was like he was in your zone mate yeah it's like what Harry Maguire <laughs> Harry Maguire and Virgil van Dijk uh, compared to each other because of the price tag yeah right and it was it, like either Harry Maguire, Lindelof, or Matic should have been man marking Virgil van Dijk. They're number one. Should have known. Should have been Harry Maguire. Harry uh, Maguire, like I'm the captain. He's my man. Yeah, but I'm after naming three players. Who and are not, like six for four. Yeah, and not one of them marked Van Dijk. Like, why is Brandon Williams marking him? I think Fred was like, "You're the blocker," and it's like Brandon Williams, like, "Oh, mark him." It's like, yeah, but like maybe not, pal. Ross, this is straight off the training field. Like this is training one oh one. You don't need it, you wait for A license to be like Harry Maguire, Captain, you Mark Van Dyke. Yeah. That's that's bread that, and butter stuff. Yeah, yeah. like you'd be sitting there with a five year old being like Maguire, Mark Van Dyke. This is that's ridiculous, carry on. Like in fairness, Liverpool should have got a couple of goals. You know they had a couple of chances as well. You know what I mean? It was, a, it was like a close not like close close, but it was very it, there was nothing Yeah, but tell me this. Man, you know, it's Van Dijk for, or sorry, it's Maguire for 80 million, right? And we'll both agree he's the best centre half of the club, yeah? Van Maguire, Maguire yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Right? Man, you know, he'll have conceded the most goals in Premier League via headers this year. Yeah. Like, whatever they're doing isn't working. And uh, we haven't scored one header. I think I think we scored two two headers all year. Well, two goals from a corner? No, no not from corner, just two headers. We haven't scored from a Okay. Just two headers for the entire year. Marshall scored a header there last week, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, two headers we scored this year. We've conceded eight goals from corners this year. Yeah, that's, that's far too many. Like we're, we're it's like us Norwich and Aston Villa. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like we're relegation form on conceding goals from headers, and we are, we're after buying possibly the best defensive header of the ball in the league. Because yeah, that's what he was when he was at Leicester. Yeah. See, the thing is, the most topical thing to talk about in the Premier League is Ali in or Ali out. Bar Pogba. In or out, but Pogba's not playing, so it's not going to make as many headlines. Pogba is relevant. Yeah, yeah, Pogba's yeah. Pogba's made himself out. <laughs> so, like, let's discuss Ali in or Ali out. Like, where do you stand in this, Ross? Like, obviously, we lost 2 0. You know what? And last week, you got hockey by Man City. I'm very much Ali in as long as he's not doing an interview. It's when I start, see him start doing interviews, I'm like, no, please, no. Uh, when I see him start saying stuff like, it was real positive, bar the time they scored the goals against us. I'm like, oh, okay. Or we lose three one to Man City, and then he goes, "We won the second half one nil." Like those sort of things don't really sit well with me. Or, jeez, isn't we've come so far? Man City have started playing their best team against us. Like those sort of things are not what I want to hear from the Manchester United manager, the biggest club in the world, and they're going, "The other teams respect us." Yeah, like that's not what I want to see. But in terms of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, how is he doing in relation to Mourinho or Van Gaal or Moyes? I feel like he's actually doing something similar. And if anything, he has brought along a lot of youngsters. If you look at where yeah. Ole was with 
the team he was left from Mourinho to the team he has now. Fred, uh, whether you like it or not, has actually been one of our best players. Over I the thought last Fred five, was very good yesterday. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, you, no, you, he, like, he works really, really hard for he, the team. Yeah, but like he's been doing, he's he's actually come along a lot yeah. since last year. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So like Fred, Brandon Williams, I think is our should be our starting left back, which Ole brought in. He brought in Maguire, yeah. who's like definitely better than Small or Jones. He brought in Wan Bissaka, who's like definitely a good right back. Yeah, uh, I don't overly agree with his midfield selections, but our midfield is shy anyway. Um, put it this way: if Pogba and McTominay were available every week. They be in the team, That's but we're actually stuck with Maddish and Pereira, who I think are dreadful. I honestly thought Maddish should have started after uh, the Norwich game. I thought he was very, very good. I, I didn't think Maddish was him. that bad there. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he's also he, like he can't keep up with that Liverpool yeah, pace. Yeah, uh, and then Rashford, Marshall, and Greenwood have been as good, if not better, this season than they've ever been. Now, obviously, Marshall yeah. missed that absolute sitter, which I was like, I can't believe he actually missed that. Yeah. I don't think that was but, as much as a sitter as. Yeah, but I think when it's Man United like the versus Liverpool, miss was more of a sitter. Yeah, but it was Man United versus Liverpool, like that's a sitter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in those games, like that has to go in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah, like touch wood. Yeah. yeah so I think Solskjaer has actually brought that team on quite a lot, and I, I think he's really putting his own stamp on it. And I don't think any other manager in the Premier League would actually do better than Solskjaer is doing with that group of players. You also have to look into it. Uh, you know. Pep Guardiola, I think, finished like third or fourth in his first season with Man City. You know, Jurgen Klopp didn't set Liverpool on fire in the first season. It's only his third and fourth season. Yeah. So, I think just chopping and changing manager all the time doesn't actually help. Give Solskjaer a chance. Let him implement his philosophy and let him try and play football his way. I think it doesn't help. I think, you know, his biggest problem are the board. Look at Ed Woodward. Like, he's constantly missing signings. Uh, Halland went to from Salzburg there to Dortmund came on off the bench and scored a hat-trick at half time we could do with him now because Rashford's out 100% we were very thin in our squad you yeah. know I mean three or four key injuries like if you take Rashford out of that team he's take, out for a couple of months now yeah you take Rashford out of that team you take Maguire out of the team and just say you take Wan-Bissaka out of that team that team like gets considerably worse very very fast and Papa's out <laughs> yeah Exactly. Well, well, I just don't say take Pogba because we haven't had him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like you can't take someone out of the team who's not there. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I find like Dallow like just definitely not as good as Pasaka. Yeah. And then if you play Maguire and Jones, or sorry, Lindelof and Jones, like that's considerably worse. And then you take Rashford out, people aren't scoring goals. Yeah. So like, take those three players out of the team. Because like, you could say take the gay out, but Romero's actually really good. So it's not actually the worst. Yeah. No, I, 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 I 100% agree with you there, man. Even though I think we were told that we should be more controversial against Jordan. But uh, it's the board. I mean, we let so many players leave. I think we let like we let like seven, if not eight players leave and we only brought in like three. Mm. And like the players now, they have to step up. But there's up a reunion totally over in Inter Milan. If it, Sorry? There's a reunion over in Inter Milan if you're looking to go. Yeah, there is, yeah. But um, that's the thing. I, like, all, all, Solskjaer needs the players in look we know he's not the world's greatest manager he doesn't say the world's greatest things all the time but there were he needs proper players coming in here you know what i mean like if you like, if he's not a, if he if you say he's the worst manager in the league and you don't give him players well, how much better can he do you know what i mean yeah but that board is shocking it's the i actually just looked at my watch there now it's not because i was like looking to kick you out it's because it's the 20th of january like that transfer yeah. window has been open for 20 days Manchester United were sitting in 7th, 8th, 6th, somewhere between 8th and 6th 
at the start of that transfer window or at the start of January and we clearly need to buy a few players to make sure we get into that top four yeah. and at, we've bought no one yeah at the moment Manchester United are coming fifth they're uh, five points behind Chelsea in fourth you know I mean I, I do I, I, I'm sure you saw it as well did you see Ever as soon as Keane Carragher yeah. on Sky Sports yesterday it was very prevalent and I completely agree with Roy Keane on this that you know Frank Lampard's after losing eight games to Chelsea. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. not like they lost to Newcastle yesterday, and you know is it because he's English that like he doesn't get as hard a time? Apparently Lampard's doing a brilliant job. They're only what five points ahead of United. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I I wouldn't exactly be jumping on the bandwagon, and then they always try and like throw Solskjaer's CV back up there that you know he was a Cardiff from Molde. and then Lampard was managing Derby for six months and didn't get them promoted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think. There is a lot to look into with that. And look at Arteta, you know what I mean? He lost a good few games with Arsenal at the start. They're not really doing much better. No. You know what I mean? A lot of these managers aren't incredible. And it's not overly fair to compare them to Pep and Klopp. You know what I mean? They've won the Champions League. You know what I mean? Like, you don't don't go... Now, I know he's managing Manchester United and there has to be a comparison made, but you don't compare bloody Yeovil to Barcelona. Yeah. I know, I know. It's just, it's like upsetting to watch Manu not be up there with the top teams and competing. Now, I know Liverpool are on a different stratosphere, like looking at them in the Premier League, 22 games, won 21, drew one, and that was only, that was against us and lost none. But, um, are they going to set the point record, yeah? Oh, definitely. I th- I, are they going to go undefeated? I don't, I don't know. I mean, who oh, knows? Oh, like, if they oh, win the oh, league, they, they might have to play certain players. They need to get them. I think you need to play like ten games now, yeah, to get medal. But uh, well, I don't even think it's that. I think it's more so if they keep on progressing the Champions League, they have the league won by March, like actually won. That yeah. like they start resting players in the league, and then they go for the cup and the Champions League. Yeah, um, yeah. So at the moment, like it's all in, but it's like the board out. They need to give these players now. We need we probably need another striker now, and like where are you going to get one of them? And also, then, Man United pay the most wages in the entire league as well. Yeah, and then but supposedly Bruno Fernandes is going to come in. We need Bruno Fernandes to come in. We need another midfielder, and we need like another attacker that knows how to put the ball in the back of net because we haven't got like uh, a born goal scorer in the team. Which is no, crazy. we don't have Ruben Van Nistelrooy. Yeah, although Greenwood might step up now. You never really know. Look at the way Rashford stepped up when he was that age. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, get Mason Greenwood into your fancy football team quick. Yeah, so I'm gonna say Ollie in at the moment. Like, I mean, th- there's no one else to really like. I I can't sit through another transition period over and over again. But oh, yeah, uh, you can sort of understand like Pochettino or whatever. And at first, I'll say it myself. But, like sometimes I'm like, oh, Ollie has to go. Ollie has to go. You know what I mean? But like that's just my like frustration of watching yeah. Manchester United like just be so Same crap. Here. Same here. And like I'm not I'm not actually like I don't have any dis- disgust for Solskjaer. Sometimes yeah. I think like. He doesn't say what Ferguson would have said. And it's almost like I was spoiled so much growing up with Ferguson's manager that like yeah. uh, it's hard for me to accept like this absolute mediocrity. You That's the mean? thing. Yeah, it's just mediocrity. Uh, I know if you actually do look over, I know some of the results haven't been that good, cool, but what he's done in the background to almost build this wall of like consistency through having the right players in, get rid of the, the players that are yeah. just there. Well, he's like, checks. You, you can see like his sort of youth development system tends to be actually yeah. work he needs Pogba to go or else st- like stay I think Pogba's ready to go ever said it yesterday and he was told by the board that he's not allowed to go but like if, if Pogba goes the money we can get back and then reinvest that into the team into like two players yeah like I mean 
I'd rather than yeah, having him just sitting on the sideline, yeah, Ross. Yeah, but I'd rather, I'd rather really went and bought two players and then like went, then sell Pogba. Because I don't want to sell Pogba for like 120 million and then somebody like, right, 70 million for Ashley Westwood from Burnley. It's like, fuck, right, give him the money quick. That's a joke, man. Uh, what else in the Premier League do you want to talk about? Obviously, Liverpool have basically won the league now. I I, I think the, the only debate with Liverpool now is can they, will they be beaten? I think they have to play City in the Etihad still. So like, I'm sure City will try and beat them. City have like gone so off the boil, haven't they? What what's their Premier League record there? Uh, City's Premier League, they're coming second at the moment. They've played twenty three, won fifteen, drew three, lost five. That would be like a like, very regular record for anyone in modern football, bar the last two years. You know? Yeah, but like that, even if Liverpool have lost three games, like that's still like if you took nine points off Liverpool, like they're still a good bit ahead of City. As in, like City haven't been at the races. Like City. When's the last time City lost five games in the league? You know what I mean? Like, they've been so, so par. And, again, it's their own fault. They didn't go into the transfer window and they didn't replace Vincent Company. Laporte yeah. got injured and they were showing out. Fernandinho's playing centre-half and at the weekend, it cost them. He scored an own goal yeah. in the 94th minute. But it's hard to replace someone like Vincent Company. And yeah, like they, you, have they, to, you have to go out there and make some sort of yeah, effort. Yeah, but they, they, they had the opportunity to get Harry Maguire as well and uh, Guardiola's like, ah... Too much money to spend, uh, but like they didn't know Laporte was going to go out and get injured. Ross, I don't well. understand why Guardiola goes. That's too much money. I don't understand. Like it's not coming out of fucking Guardiola's bank account. I'd be like, I don't care how much players cost. Yeah, but, That's may- who I yeah, but maybe, th- yeah, but I don't think he was really the guy he wanted as well. Probably I mean? not. Maybe, he, he maybe probably- Harry Maguire was going to cost more than like someone else that he wanted, and he was like, oh, my second choice. That's too much more. Like, oh, I was in like Harry Maguire's eighty million, but the other fellow he wanted was like forty-five million, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You never know. They might go and get Koulibaly as well next year. Um, could, oh, 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 for me, I don't, I don't know if I'd buy the Koulibaly hype if he actually came to the Premier League. You know, He'd be like tested week in, week out. Let's see what happens. Uh, at the moment, Leicester City come third. They also lost over the weekend against Burnley and uh, Jamie Vardy missed the penalty. Is the Jamie Vardy party over? Is that what you want to know? Just all the, like You see, uh, Liverpool, I feel, are going to come first and City are going to come second. Yeah. Then like Leicester, Chelsea... But I feel like Leicester are a good bit in third. How many points yeah, are yeah, ahead of yeah, Chelsea? Yeah, three. Leicester are three points behind Man City and six points ahead of Chelsea. I think Leicester will come third because they're going to stay consistent. Yeah, so they're, they're, like, pace. Well, they're eleven points ahead of Man United, which is the team in fifth. Yeah, so but like, like Chelsea and United are going to be like battling it out. Yeah, and like Chelsea are still in the Champions League as well. It's just it's it's gonna be funny. Like you know, I mean, Tammy Abraham, like he's sort of hot and cold. I know he scored a few goals, but sometimes he's like a bit of a donkey in front of goal, and you're like. And now Giroud's after leaving him, so they're really only going to be relying on Bash White. Also going to Inter Milan, the Premier League party. Inter Milan, yeah. I'm surprised they went for him as well, because they have... Uh, Lukaku. Yeah, and the other Argentinian lad is going... Cardi. No. Or he, Martinez, sorry. Yeah, Cardi Martinez, PSG. Yeah. yeah, so like, Russell, are we agreeing that like Liverpool are going to win the league? If yeah. You think. Uh, Man City come, to come second, Leicester to yeah. come third, and then Chelsea and United, fourth and fifth. Who's below them? Wolves and Sheffield United. Wolves and Sheffield United, yeah. Where are Spurs? Oh, Spurs are coming eight, uh, sorry, Spurs are coming eighth with thirty-one points. So they're three points off United, but they have Harry Kane out until like yeah, possibly for United the end of the season. Rashford out, you know what I mean? Which is I know, a yeah. massive loss. Yeah, but and like where, we, where are, we have relation to Arsenal coming tenth on twenty-nine points. Oh, but so it's close enough. To, uh, yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal only 10. What, five points point United, ten points point Chelsea. Yeah, geez, they're actually like although like I feel like ten points point Chelsea is a lot. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, now I don't know. What to do. I don't know what to think. Yeah, but like if Arsenal have Aubameyang and Lacazette, like you mean, they're actually almost in a better position than Spurs and United are. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
But Sheffield United <laughs> will have McBurney. Man, like... You know what? Wolves shouldn't be ro- ruled out either, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, but see, they, their squad isn't actually that big either. Yeah, but like... Their, no one's is, actually. Yeah, but they came back 1-3-2 there yesterday and it was like incredible. Yeah, they're like, their first, well. their starting 11 is like very good. I know. I think I think that's the problem. I think, uh, like, I, I know we, to bring back to the point, we're Man United fans, but like, if you put out Leicester starting 11 against Man United starting 11, like, I actually think Leicester starting 11 is actually better, you know? That? Yeah. Well, then what do you think of top four right now? Like, in honestly, in the back Liverpool, of the City, Leicester, Chelsea. To yeah, honest, same here, yeah. Yeah, like, I, like I'm not going to lie, you know what I mean? And with Rashford, if Rashford was fit, I'd probably say United's great fourth, but without Rashford for, what, at least seven or eight games, I think Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so why... What's that bring you up to, like, the ter- the 31st game, the league, before Rashford's back? Yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, so, like, there Fraction you go. Is back, you yeah, but, yeah, so... Uh, the top four, the way it is now, I think that's the kind of way it's going to be. Yeah. But uh, this week, anyway, before we wrap up the show, the Premier League is going to be on... Uh, sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday. Tuesday, this Tuesday, so tomorrow. Wednesday, Thursday, and then there's FA Cup Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And Make Monday. sure to change your Premier League fancy team. Yeah. Get on that. Yeah. Fair play to... Oh, who's winning the league there, Baz? Rose win the Cal- Fancy Football League, and then Lee Duffy is coming second as well. I'm, uh, have I moved up from 16th? Uh, no, I think you got relegated there, man. Oh, typical me. <laughs> yeah, no, typical, typical me. Typical you. Caldwell out. Yeah, Caldwell out. Yeah. Asmo in. Yeah. <laughs> also, Ross is wearing his uh, Johnny Sexton jersey. Just yeah, man, into, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing the just full a, kit, man. Just to honour. Just to honour the new captain. Now. Ross, we actually thought that James Roy might get the captaincy, but... Uh, I think it just goes to show that Andy Farrell went and picked the safest route, really, didn't he? Yeah. He was like, right, Johnny Sexton, no one can really give out about that. Although yeah. I did see a few people actually give out about that. Yeah. Clearly Munster fans. He didn't want people going against them. But in fairness, and Andy Farrell, he's been there for the last couple of years, you know what I mean? And yeah. he probably just looked at his change room and went, who leads his change room? It's like, right, it's either O'Mahony or Sexton. And Sexton's more guaranteed to start than O'Mahony, so it's Sexton. Yeah, it is Sexton. You can't really knock that, you know what I mean? Yeah. We were sort of looking for the longevity of the side. Yeah. And sometimes it is better to give... Why don't you make Ryan, like, voice captain and let, like, Sexton be captain for a year and, like, let him learn and, and build off that? There's no harm in that. There is no harm in that, yeah. In fairness, like, I don't know if James Ryan's paid over 50 professional rugby matches, you know what I mean? And you want to make him captain of the country. Yeah. It's, a, it's, like, it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, so, man. you know what I mean? Johnny you, Sexton... You have, you have to take your time Try and test. Try and test. You yeah. know he's not going to go out and get caught... Stumbling out of the crystal with like bags of fucking. No, he's, he's got he's got the wife and kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, s- yeah. S- s- safe as houses. James Ryan. You know what? You're probably better off actually letting James Ryan like be his young, free, and single self. Well, I don't know. He has his bird not, but you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Ross, that sort of wraps up the the football yeah. show. Uh, if you do does. enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, and let us know what you think the top four are going to be. But uh, Ross. That was with the show. We're going to be obviously back next week. More things to talk yeah. about. Uh, we're going to go in depth. We're going to have a look at the Irish rugby team. Um, do you have any thoughts on that video? I was thinking maybe we might do like a depth chart breakdown on each position or something like that. that yeah, we can do that. Yeah. We can do that. Because yeah. like, I don't really think like us breaking down Ireland versus Scotland is that interesting because we're going to say Ireland are going to win. I think we're actually better off arguing who's going to start. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. actually better. Yeah. 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 Much yeah. better. Yeah. So, if you, if you, in fairness, if you do have any videos you want us to do that you think is interesting, yeah. uh, please do let us know. 
and uh, even if there's like a Netflix show you think we should watch and you want to discuss we can do that as well because yeah. we, we actually like doing the Netflix ones as well they're a bit of crack yeah we were going to talk about Aaron Hernandez but we had to start off with the Conor yeah. McGregor stuff who knows so Aaron Hernandez might get a, a shout out next week because it it's still going to be on Netflix next week yeah yeah but uh, guys, thanks a million for watching. Uh, if you are on Spotify, make sure to give us a follow. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, let yeah. us know what you think on the gram. And as always, stay energized. energized.